Hello, Story Weavers. I am Spence, and welcome once again to a new season of Weaver Circle, live on Twitch. Uh, so you can watch our show on Twitch, on YouTube, and as always in podcast form um, on your favorite podcatcher. So please be sure to check it out if you don't have time to watch us live. But if you're here, awesome. Um, so in our show, we are talking to people involved in the games that we are playing here on the Weave the Tale channel. And this episode, for our inaugural, uh, season opener, we have our wonderful game master, Pope. Pope, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And this season, you are running Mutants and Masterminds, which airs on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Is that correct? Yes. I hope that's Airless correct, because that's the time I show up. <laughs> um, yeah, so, that's correct. So tell us all, so this is your first time on the show, so tell us all a little bit about who you are and um, your gaming resume abridged. <laughs> <laughs> Abridged. Okay, abridged. yeah, I, I appreciate abridged. Uh, hey, everybody, Pope here, Pope World Bill on Twitter, Pope World Bill on Twitch, other familiar streams. Um, been part of the Twitch TTRPG community for now roughly three years, and been playing playing games like like this since I want to say the late fall of '02, and started running games in '03. And so, uh, as as we reach, you know, eighteen years of doing this, <laughs> um, uh, I've gotten to experience a lot. Uh, cut my teeth on D and D three O. Yes, that's how old I am, and have have been absolutely adoring this sort of RPG renaissance that we're in. Because we had like a little bit of one back around the time of 3.0 uh, and 3.5. There was a lot of companies that came up uh, doing supplements during that, that open gaming license period, like Green Ronin, um, or the, the, our, one of our sponsors and the makers of Mutants and Masterminds. Uh, in fact, I actually remember going to my local game store and playing games there and seeing first edition mutants and masterminds on display getting to know one of the artists who worked at the store because he uh did the art for like um can't remember the name of the supplement but it was in first edition mutants and masterminds they really started pushing their own setting and they had this one that was sort of like your 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 darker more gothic noir like superhero characters and he was one of the artists for it uh, and then started playing first edition mutants and masterminds at the store. So, no, got a cut my been doing mutants and masterminds for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, it, the funny thing is, oh, go go ahead. Oh, so I was gonna say, so um, what is different about the setting that you're running currently with? Um, with this season from when you first started playing uh mutants and masterminds oh there's there's been a good deal of changes um 
not too much to the core mechanics of the system, that has very much remained the same. Where it's you're you're just rolling a d20. That's that's always been one of the big appeals for mutants and masterminds is you need a die. You need like the core book and you need a die. So it's very cheap to adopt. It's, it's not necessarily the friendliest game when it comes to mechanics. It it's a crunchy beast. So this is not something I would necessarily introduce them with, especially the core. But fortunately enough, Breed Ronin knows this and has a far more friendlier sort of stripped down version available for play. So if you're wanting to get into this game and introduce your friends to it, there is like the folks that uh, make Fate over at Evil Hat. There's a tiered, layered series of books that make it so like, okay, here's sort of like an introductory level. Then, okay, you got the experience. You want something more? Here, let let's show you what's under the hood, and gives you more granularity to have more customization, more control. So, note that this is this is definitely、uh, an interesting and fun system to get your 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 three color comic book on.、Uh, so, as for setting, you're you're going into the question I was about to ask. So great. <laughs> What,、yeah. So, if somebody is popping in to the stream, what are they、mm-hmm. jumping into? What is this world that they're watching、uh, with these characters that seem to be superheroes? Maybe. Well, w- what you're getting with the setting,、uh, this one's very much custom because I like to do bespoke things. Very rarely do I do things that are specific to setting. That's sort of a rarity for me.、Um, but so in this case, I'm I've taken a lot of inspiration as basic tools for all of your USTs out there, especially your new ones. Beg, borrow, steal. So ask your players what they want to see in their world. This is something you do in session zero. This is something I did in session zero. They give you ideas. They give you tropes. They give you invitations as to what they want to see in the world. That's awesome. That's less work for you. Borrow. Okay, so we've all played modules. That's what they're for. Is to get a few tools here and there. Now I haven't done a lot of modules and mutants and masterminds per se, but I've played a lot of modules. So even just by experience, I'm. I'm picking and choosing like story elements, tropes,、um, and even、uh, with one of our recent characters, just lifted them out <laughs> of the game and placed them someplace else,、um, and then steal, which is just okay. Yeah, we're just taking this, <laughs> and that might be from your own previous material, or it may just be from. Like, yeah, just because I necessarily have to worry about you know IPs and stuff doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> so, you want to have the big blue Boy Scout? You can have the big blue Boy Scout. <laughs>、mm-hmm. Well, even like 
so in the one shot I ran last night, uh, which is a magical academy, um, I took a plot from Star Trek and made it magic. Yes, and, that and that is an excellent example. Yeah, because um, there was that plot in Next Gen where there were these like parasites that were controlling the heads of Starfleet Academy, and I was just like, yes. Oh. I'm going to take that and make it specters that um, want to take over the school for nefarious reasons. That's perfect. Yeah, uh, so, so, so yeah, I like the way that this game is going for you. Um, and I especially like the way that not everybody has to get along in, in this game or does. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Um, is that a mechanic that, in the game, or is that a situational thing? That is more situational, and that is more the the wealth that I have blundered into with these amazing players. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can I can talk about this cast for for hours and hours because um, while. I, I, I haven't played with any of them except for Anita mm -hmm. before. So most of these folks, this is my first interaction with them. So Molly, Mr. Smith, we, we like we were working on this before we even did that one shot of down the go. Mm -hmm. um, and and Alicia, I've seen on a number of things. I first encountered her on the vice over on Tall Squall's channel. Mm -hmm. And like, shh, everybody amazing. looks to her as a leader. <laughs> like everybody, everybody's Pardon? like, Jet, what do you want? What What do you think we should do? Well, I, that's part and parcel I find with a lot of the mystic characters. Mm -hmm. Like, as soon as you're a you're a bookish type, people are are going to to they're going to look to you. Like, even if you don't want them to, a la John Constantine. Um, <laughs> soon as you've got that bit of mystical oomph, and you, you're known for your wit, your learning, folks look to you whether you want them to or not. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's interesting, we didn't even talk about team dynamics in Session Zero. Mm -hmm. That just occurred. Um, and as for the conflict, that's that's where this this group has an immense amount of trust with one another mm -hmm. and me pressing upon uh, Lawwin's background and using the complications mechanic to enhance what's going on. Right. So that that is something that the, the game allows you to do and gives you the, this this gift of complications in everybody's background. And so that that's some nice meat and potatoes there for a character-driven story, for sure. Um, what has been challenging for you? so far in learning this game and, and adapting it for players who may not be as familiar with it as you are? Uh, like, the biggest hurdle 
And this is something that you will find with a lot of games, is just the character creation. Mm. Because it's, it is crunchy. It's not necessarily intuitive. Right. There's math involved. Um, <gasps> no! So there's, there's a lot of sitting down, and I did this with, with half the cast. Mm-hmm. of sitting down with the mechanics and going, okay, so what is it that you're attempting to do here? Let's try and make that fit. And mm-hmm. let, let's let's massage those numbers and make sure that we're, we're all coming up with, with the same number and value. Um, and yeah, that, that, that takes some time. That's really the, the biggest challenge. Because right. when you've got good folks that give you like a bunch of stuff for like well i'd like to see these tropes mm-hmm. cool <laughs> that yeah. that makes things easy for me uh and it's just that's rolling so once once you've got characters established and uh, i can't stress this enough to to sts out there have session zero mm-hmm. talk communicate and if i can stress one thing with session zero that I think doesn't get done enough is try and have your players hold off on character concepts mm-hmm. till session zero. Collaborative character building eliminates so much drama. True. Very true. Now, after each session, I, I have the privilege of being part of your behind the scenes team. For, for your game. And one of the things that you do after each session, I think is also super important uh, for GMs to maintain that good, that healthy relationship with players. Can you describe what you do after each session? Uh, we, we use a technique that, that's been around for a while now, which is stars and wishes. Um, stars is things that in the course of playing that session, they've enjoyed. So that kind of gives you, okay, that's something that this person enjoys. Let's try and do more of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wishes is something where, okay, in the next session, is there something in specific that you would like to see happen? Or is there something that happened currently that you would like to see addressed? Mm -hmm. And it allows for constructive criticism and gives you hooks for that next session that makes planning as an ST so much easier. So it reframes it from, I didn't like this, to this is what I would rather, uh, or this is something mm-hmm. that I want to, to explore more um, in the future. Um, and I like exactly. that. I, really, I, think, I think that's so valuable um, as any kind of story, collective storyteller. Um, we'll be able to tell you. Um, so you are a very busy person and you have a lot of things coming up on your calendar. I would love to hear about After the Fire. I'll, after the Fire is uh, not something that I'm necessarily in, but I'm definitely uh-huh. a fan of, as you can tell by this t-shirt. Um, I'm usually in your seat when it comes to the After the Fire folk, as uh, for a number of seasons I've gotten to do Q's and A's with mm-hmm. with either talent or or the storyteller. Right. And uh, no, it's 
it's going to have its premiere of its sixth season. It's been going on that long. Uh, Thursday, I believe, at 2 or 3 p.m. Eastern. That's uh, awesome. So if you if you want to see, like, really, really good um, Song of Ice and Fire play, tune in over at uh, Follow Black Cats. Uh, you can also follow them on Twitter at Black Cats Gaming. They are purveyors of things like The Spy Game. And just recently with the Kickstarter, Cursed Captains of Cthulhu. So really good folks over there at, at Black Hats Gaming. And with After the Fire, if you, if you, like me, didn't quite enjoy how, well, Game of Thrones went, but you really love the setting... Go seek out After the Fire, spelled F-Y-R-E, with fire. Because plot is, this. it first takes place a year after the Black, first Blackfire Rebellion. And the ramifications of that post-war state. Mm-hmm. And it has all the intrigue, drama, violence, betrayals, surprises... And it's also very sort of like world hobby, which is one of the things that I have greatly appreciated about their playstyle is they they go all sorts of places, and it feels very lived in, very honest, and is one of those things where I I watch them and I aspire to do that. Right. How does it feel to be in the interviewee seat? <laughs> Uh, this is, this is weird. Um, as, as someone who helps people, you know, prep for, for auditions and stuff, I get to mm-hmm. feel the questions and, uh, I'm doing a Q and A here on Monday, uh, over on other docs channel because mm. they just wrapped up an urban shadows game, Lex Talionis, and oh, nice. they're doing a, a sort of look back deconstruction of of that story and have mm-hmm. me on to interview them, which is great. Nice. And so, yeah, if you want to see something where I, I get to do everything that Spence is doing, um, please, by all means, tune in. That's going to be 7 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. Monday uh, over on Other Dock. That's, uh, that's Monday, October 10th? 11th? 11th. It's the 11th. 11th, right. Um, yeah. Other Doc is, a, is another friend of the channel, and when we, uh, we appreciate him very much and, and all that he does. Um, Spy Game is also on my list of things that you've got in your, uh, in yeah. your sights. Yes. What's uh, that? That is one of the games that uh, Black Cats Gaming has made. And I'm a part of uh, the show Unfollow Black Cats that's going to be premiering on the 20th. So Ooh. coming up shortly here. Um, and that is Spy Game The Hex Crawl. This is the start of our second season. Mm-hmm. And I get to 
be my second worst character when it comes to morality. Uh, okay, Sherlock. I need I needed a scale for that. <laughs> it, number two. Okay. Uh, yeah, number two. The the first one. If you want to see me, probably at just my absolute worst. Aside from playing NPCs, uh, you can seek out uh, over on Valdrian's channel a uh, Lancer game that we played, Shades of Tartarus, for my number one. But Sherlock is, well, he's very murderous and good with his hands. Um, mm -hmm. And I get to play alongside the other amazing folks like um, Lynn Flying Sirius. Susanna Grace, Noir, um, with that cast alongside uh, Sam Runson. And we, we ended season one with essentially all of us getting burned. And so this is that team now burned, having to survive. And some of the team members seeking revenge as one does yes um how about this uh this one shot is is that the one shot that you were talking no that's not the one shot you no were about. The, the one shot is over on valdrian's channel as part of um her uh extra life uh, charity yeah. stream she's got a lot going on for the extra life charity stream Oh, there is absolute tons. Like, oh my goodness. I, I looked at the schedule and was like, wow. But again, it's all for an incredibly worthy cause. Um, mm -hmm. The good news is, I mean, just as team members have come in and have personally donated, we're already over $400 on the wow. way there. Oh, that's so, amazing. No, we're, we're gearing up. Um, I'll be part of a one-shot of the Spy Game uh, on November 6th. Uh, and But by all means, keep your eyes peeled on Valdrian's Twitter as we get closer and closer to the weekend of November 5th. Uh, there's going to be a ton of content for you to tune in. And by all means, if, if you're enjoying it, um, if you got a, some some change in your pocket that's burning the hole, please, please give. It's all for a very worthy cause. Yeah, Extra Life supports the Children's Miracles Network of hospitals, um, and so that's that's where the funds go to. Um, so very worthy cause, uh, and I know November is a huge month for those kinds of charitable giving. Uh, for uh, so, yeah. Me wake words good. Me, I'm interviewer. <laughs> yeah, no. And if that's not necessarily your cup of tea, I also know in November, uh, the folks over at Loading Ready Run also do Desert Bus for Hope, which I believe is for Child's Play. Another incredibly yeah. worthy charity because the, these things make it so that when a kid gets sick, like hospitals aren't in the habit of having money for things like video games. Mm -hmm. and other ways for a child to distract themselves from the awful that is happening. Right. Uh, and though th that's what a lot of this money goes to. And they're finding out as 
have seen some wonderful interviews through Desert Plus and other places that the games and those video gaming experiences and VR are better for them than anesthetizing them when、mm-hmm. it comes to doing all those stabs, the drawing of blood. Games help more. So, if you want to be a part of of giving and making kids' lives better, please tune into those shows and give what you can. Absolutely. So, what else you got going on? I know you got more. Uh, over on Praxagora Thesmophoria's channel. I know that's a mouthful.、Um, we'll have links in the show notes. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Dear Tradon is、uh, running uh, a, our second season of Starblade Battalion,、uh, a Mechton actual play.、Uh, and as is Prax's、uh, nature,、uh, she's. She's thrown thrown some wrenches our way.、Uh, one is the second season. For those of you anime fans out there, it's Starblade Battalion Seeds. The first、is、season of Starblade Battalion Memories. Like, is it is it like mechs like Gundam mechs or is it something? Yes.、Else? Okay.、Uh, it like, is very much. Gundam, it, I know what we're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. No. It's very much. In, in that 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 gun feel,、um, it runs Mechton Nartalsorian game,、um, and if you are looking to to get your sort of space opera Gundam esque style role play game, this gives you so many of the tools that other systems don't.、Uh, the Life Path system is amazing for for creating characters that. You wouldn't necessarily try and play yourself, because、right. there's this sort of random generation on these life paths. So I am playing a character far divorced from anything that I would normally play. Right.、Um, and and that's been great playing Watcher.、Uh, and if you tune in this Friday,、um, that is、uh, November eighth. 3 p.m. Eastern. October eighth. October eighth. I'm sorry. October eighth. Thank you.、Um, <laughs> Don't get ahead 3, of us. 3 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, you will see the last of the solo episodes as each one of us, before the season kicks off, does a full three-hour one-on-one. Um,、uh, and yeah, you'll see the last one, which, which. Our good buddy Rex has a lot to deal with in the aftermath of what Watcher did. As I probably, as there was a poll, and compared to the next most reckless character on Prax's channel, I, I did the bigger boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so seek out that vod and seek me doing something incredibly foolish that that,、mm-hmm. that no character ever. Ever should. I mean, I always have questions about the aftermath of a Gundam attack. Like, I I want to know what the survivors have to deal with, but that's just me. I I am also on a podcast about all of the different、uh, Gundam series, so I I do a lot of analysis of that stuff. I, w- I would love for you and Deidre to be in the same room and just talk about be- 
the pink limo that should not be. Um, you mean the gold limo that shouldn't be? Yes, the, the, the limo that should not be. Um, I'm going to tell my team that you said that because that makes me very happy, but also Fringe does not work in space and it makes me mad that it exists in space. <laughs> yes. So, it, so folks, seek out that podcast. Also seek out the show. Um, my podcast is Nostalgia Pilots. Yeah. So check out Nostalgia Pilots and and check out Starblade Battalion Seeds. By, by all means, get to see all of this ridiculousness um, as it's, it's, it's very Gundam. It's very, very Gundam. Awesome. I have one more thing that's on my list of, of stuff that you have mentioned that you are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phasmophoria? Is that where you're doing uh, no, that? That's that's the cha- oh. that's the channel. Praxagoria Phasmophoria. Uh-huh. It's it's a gotcha. long word, but there is one more thing that I am on, and that would be uh-huh. probably the place that's closest to home. Um, over on Matev Seven's channel, every other Sunday, nine thirty p.m. Eastern, it's Mask Sunset City. If you want to know where a lot of the inspiration comes from for Paradise City stories, tune in there. Uh, we just celebrated our first year streaming, so our first anniversary. Um, and this is start of season three. As it, it, it's it's very comic book, um, as masks is, in that we've we had a very sort of early seventies eighties Teen Titans team, and they grew up that went their separate ways and now with season three we're getting a mostly new team uh and it we're transitioning almost like the comics did in time from that sort of 70s 80s feel to the 90s mm-hmm. it's a very different group that's just starting to gel and it's it's been a very wild and exciting ride so if you're it's a great time to tune in because it's it's a new group. You don't have to go back and watch like tons of content, but you can hop in and, and enjoy the ride of these young heroes trying to figure out themselves and each other. So my last question that I uh, posed the last season of Weaver Circle um, is: What is your favorite? enemy to throw at your players. And I'm leaving that open because you don't, you have a wide variety of games that you play from fantasy to sci-fi to the weird. Um, (laughs) Yes. That that is how I'm going to uh, describe mutants and masterminds, given that you had a poop monster uh, or I'm sorry, a mud monster. Uh, the Mississippi mud, mud, mud monster. Yeah. Mississippi mud. Yeah. Of, uh, it, it made me think of a uh, 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 the, the Golgothan dogma from yeah from the dogma. Golgothan. Yeah. 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 Um, there, there have been uh, a lot of different monsters that were similar to to Mississippi mud within comics and and broader media, which is. Again, mm-hmm. beg, borrow, steal. Because you have critters like Clayface 
and uh, you have the Golgotha, and, and then uh, I can't can't remember the character's name, but there was another one that was literally a pile of poop um, in uh, Wanted, the comic. So th- there's been a, just a giant history of, of fluidic villains. Um, but as for my favorite, uh, that's that, that's rough in that a lot of times I like to Again, everything's bespoke, so I like to try and tailor my my villains to my my group because when you get the good invitations, when they tell you precisely what they want to see, sometimes you're given the gift by your most trusting of players as to what makes them afraid and what makes them them just go. Ooh. But not like, not a veil, not a line. It's something that they want to see. They want to have experience that fear. And when you get that, those are the villains that I have the most fun with because I know it's something that my player wants, and I can lean into a hundred and ten percent. So. If, for instance, somebody wants you know something infernal that they can't easily deal with, watch out, folks! I'm gonna have a great time because I get to to lean into something that I know they want. Right, and that's something I can I can just tell all your all you STs out there. You want to have a great time storytelling. Ask your players what kind of monsters or villains they want to face. That's the question that doesn't get asked, and it's only a thing that I've recently learned to do.、Mm-hmm. And I have that to attribute to Nymeria, Kalanakon, Noir. These are techniques I picked up from them. So in my 18 years, I'm still learning, and you never and- should stop learning. I think that's a great lesson for all、uh, game masters and all players. Never stop learning. Okay, so、um, where can we find you on the internet, my friend Pope?、Uh, Pope World Build on the Twitter. Pope World Build on the Twitch.、Um, if you're you're following me on Twitter,、uh, you're going to get a whole lot of news that I think is important. And you're going to get a lot of different people that I think you should see. That that is what my Twitter is made up of. It is of of, of things that you should see.、Mm-hmm. So if you're following me there, you'll you'll be informed of things like the possible Ayatsi strike, and you will also have tons of different channels that you may or may not have heard of, and the things that I think you should check out. Because if there is nothing else, when it comes to this new and burgeoning art form, it's showing us that you don't need a million-dollar budget to create a unique and wonderful experience. That is an excellent point, and that's going to do it for us for this episode of、uh, Weaver's Circle. Thank you, Pope, for joining me, and I look forward to seeing the tale that you tell with your players.、Uh, 
that you're going to weave together. You can catch Mutants and Masterminds Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Weave the Tale Twitch channel. So if you're watching us live right here. And we will be back um, on Thursdays with more interviews with game masters. Maybe we'll get some players on later. Uh, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to all of it. I have been Resident Moon or Spence, um, your host and interviewer. And until next time, it's a great day to roll some dice. Take care, everybody. <laughs>